you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, 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 Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lana McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. I mean, it feels like it's been a little bit of a while since we've spoken. I, I've, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, we've uh, gotten ready for the holidays <laughs> here. I, I mean, uh, it's been a little bit more cheerful uh, around this place than maybe uh, the Cowboys locker room lately. Oh, man. I had to so bring we, it up. We, Sorry. We, <laughs> that's right. We've we got to talk about the Cowboys, and we're going to start to preview a Week 13 game uh, for the Dallas Cowboys that they haven't even held a practice yet because of this weird you know weird schedule and actually you know we're recording this now uh when the cowboys should be playing a game which seems really weird right but anyways the uh the dallas cowboys will take on the baltimore ravens in week 13 um it's a bit of a mystery who's going to be available for this (laughs) game on both sides of the ball uh but we're going to approach this as baltimore is 100 percent healthy or close to 100 percent healthy because it sounds like that's going to be the case on their side of things. I want to start with the Cowboys offense. Landon, last week against Washington, it was up and down. They looked good at times. Uh, they struggled, you know, once Zach Martin went out of the lineup. How do you think they're going to fare against this Baltimore defense on Tuesday night? Uh, you know, I'm not expecting great things. I mean, uh, it's it's uh, it's a defense that you know I would say by its standards has has struggled recently, and a lot of it has been due to you know injury or COVID ineligibility or whatever has been going on different points with Baltimore. Um, but I, you know, I think a lot of them are coming back this week and should be eligible for this game. Um, and I think that that it's going to be for them a game that they're going to be looking to bounce back and looking to be kind of getting correct because there's high expectations there for that defense. Mm. Um, and, and they have the talent. I think they're missing, you know, some key pieces that, you know, that aren't going to be back still. Uh, but there's still a, a lot of talent on this Baltimore defense. Uh, and I think that they're going to be looking to have a bounce back game. And, and again, it's not like the Cowboys predicament has gotten any better in, in these in these last few days. I mean, they're still going to be without the, you know any of their uh, normal starting offensive linemen outside of Connor Williams. Um, and I mean, I guess you can call Joe Looney that. I mean, if you want, but I, to me, even sure. Tyler sure. Biotish was the better of the two centers, and and, and, he, and he's out. So uh, it's going to be a very difficult uh, time for the Cowboys. It's going to be a difficult slog to kind of go against a, a defense that you know, even when they're beat up or even when they're playing as at the level that they're used to uh they're probably going to be an incredibly difficult matchup for the cowboys because they are just so uh you know depleted especially at the offensive line and obviously the quarterback position uh that it's it's gonna like i said it's gonna be an uphill climb against a hungry defense that's looking to bounce back yeah it's just a terrible matchup for the cowboys offense in this game for a couple different reasons let's start with the offensive line you mentioned all the starters that the cowboys have out 
Well, Baltimore has two really good edge rushers in Matt Judon and Yannick Nagakwe. Uh, those guys should have absolute yep. field days in this one. And then if Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams are healthy, we're not quite sure about their status yeah. yet, but it sounds like they're trending towards playing. I mean, my goodness, playing against you know Joe Looney and basically a rookie in Connor McGovern, uh, that should be a, just it should be such a mismatch. Um, I want to extend out further. Let's talk about the quarterback and the wide receivers here. Now, look, you can look at this one of two ways, right? Andy Dalton has a ton of experience against the Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> and that should help the Cowboys be successful. At the same time, he has a career passer rating of 76 against Baltimore. He hasn't had a ton of success. Um, how, how do you anticipate Dalton playing in this game? You know, it's like a, it's, it reminds me of someone who's like, you know, I got a lot of experience here. And it's like they, they have terrible experience there. Yeah, so it's, exactly. it's, it's not yeah. like it's like it's a great it's a it's a great thing to bring to the table, uh, you know, especially against uh, Martindale. You know, he struggled these last few years against uh, his last few years in Cincinnati against Baltimore and. Um, you know, I, I look. I, I, I'd rather have Dak Prescott. I mean, I, well, let's yeah. be clear. I think uh, we all I, would. I don't think that you know we're we're trying to look for silver linings here, and I think that that's fair. Um, but I, you know, I don't know that that Andy Dalton's familiarity with with the Ravens is necessarily going to be uh, an advantage here. I mean, in fact, no. it may be quite a disadvantage because you know the Ravens clearly know what kind of player he is, uh, and uh, you know, I mean. It, this offensive line probably looks pretty similar to what a Cincinnati Bengals offensive line has looked like at different points in the last two years. So I'm sure they know how to uh, attack Andy Dalton and make him feel uncomfortable. Now, <clears throat> I will say that the Cowboys still have talent at the skill positions that are that is healthy and available. So, it, you know, and, and Martindale is a guy who is going to send blitzes from every position, you know, from every spot. So, uh, I, you know, maybe it's not Andy Dalton's familiarity um, with the Ravens, which again is probably more of a disadvantage than an advantage. Maybe it's more uh, uh, just recognizing that that's what's going to be happening to him. And the thing mm-hmm. that's actually might, if if you know we're living in a world where the, where the Cowboys are burning Baltimore's defense, I, you know I think it would probably be at the hands of the the Cowboys skill players getting the ball in their hands early and uh, being able to create. You know whether it's breaking tackles or getting downfield on on you know. Uh, when a max protect situation where somehow Dalton's got enough time to deliver the ball down the field. You know, I think if the Cowboys are going to find ways to make hay against this defense, they're going to have to do it with their skill position players. They got to find a way to get them involved and, and take the offensive line out of the equation as much as they can, because it's, it's really going to be an ugly mismatch. What's so tough about this matchup against Baltimore is I think you're right. Like that's how the Cowboys have to win. It just happens to be that Baltimore has one of the best cornerback yeah. rooms in all of the NFL, right? With Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Uh, Jimmy Smith is a little banged up right now, but they have Tavon Young. They're just really deep. So they can have the corners out there to cover the Cowboys receivers. And if Andy Dalton's not threatening them down the field, then this could get to be a little bit of a problem. I do think you can expose whoever's not Marlon Humphrey in the secondary. <laughs> like Marcus Peters is going to jump routes. But like that's a guy that I think Amari Cooper could have a ton of success yeah. against, who he actually has when he played in you know Kansas City and he was with the Raiders. Uh, so I think Amari Cooper could win that matchup. It's just can enough other guys like Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott can those guys win frequently enough? I'm not sure. 
Yeah, and I mean, again, I, I'm not giving us high, uh, high chances on that. Like I said, the odds are stacked against them. I just feel like if it's going to be that way, if the Cowboys are going to find a way to kind of claw some success out of uh, this Baltimore game, it's it's going to be because they were able to get their their balls balls to the hands of the skill makers, the skill the skill players, and they're they skill able, makers. You know, I like skill that. makers. I mean, I mean, I, Andy Dalton's not a skill maker like Dak, maybe, but uh, but I think you get the you get the ball out to the those guys. You let them make the plays you let them uh find a way to 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 find the margins there uh and then you just hope that the baltimore offense you know gets a flat tire and and doesn't completely expose your defense i I just want to touch on the running game really quickly and i feel like i say this every week and i promise it's not because i have a a vendetta against a certain player on the cowboys team but i do wonder (laughs) yeah (laughs) i do wonder a little bit if this is going to be a tony pollard game because one of the strengths of baltimore is they're just very stout now they can be a little bit slow to the edges some of their linebackers are a little older they're just a little bit more of a veteran team I do wonder if Tony Pollard's speed and quickness is a better fit against this Baltimore uh, defense rather than you know Ezekiel Elliott, a, a between the tackles grinder. Uh, do you do you agree with that? I, I well, look, I certainly agree that they got to find a way to run the football, and and I think that that probably is going to take both of the running backs, like it has these last few weeks, you know, and so. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they have to find a way to hold on to the football when they're running, and then they have to find a way to run it. I mean, I, I don't know how much success they're going to have. Baltimore, uh, if, if Brandon Williams is playing in this game, and, and you know, it's impossible to move. I mean, he's, he's, so it's, good. he's very, very difficult to move in the middle, and, and I think that, you know, if, if they're not able to run the football and they become one dimensional, as much as we everyone wants to see, and, and I think I agree, you have to pass to win the, in this league, there's no doubt. The Cowboys have got to find a way to run the football just to simply help their offensive line because otherwise, if you're exposing this offensive line to, you know, 60 plus snaps, well, I mean, probably 50 plus snaps of, of throwing the football, Martindale is going to draw up all kinds of things and expose these young offensive linemen in so many different ways. And, and, and we'll be lucky if Dalton finishes the game. All right, let's go ahead and transition over to the other side of the ball. We're going to talk about Lamar Jackson and that rushing attack and how difficult that is to, to, to stop. But before we do that, I want to talk about Dez. First and foremost, hmm. how, how great is it that Dez is back in the NFL? I know his role has been a little bit limited with the Ravens. Uh, I, I'm just really excited to see him go against our Cowboys. And it just feels like he's going to catch a touchdown in this game, doesn't it? I hope he does. You know, I, I mean, hope he does I, too. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I hate to root it at all against the Cowboys, even in situations like this. But, but you know, I, I just for Dez's sake, and I, mm-hmm. I think it would be you know a good moment. And uh, you know, I, it's it's been such a struggle for him, and 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 honestly, a lot of it has been uh, difficult to watch, just because it's it's been so. It was so contentious when when it, when the Cowboys and him kind of parted ways, and uh, it felt real ugly, and, and and there was lots of airing of dirty laundry, and then you know they had the Amazon uh, uh, series came out, and, and it felt very much like it was whether it was or not, it felt like it was very prescient and very like aware of what was going on with Dez, and was you know highlighting some very volatile moments of Dez in the wide receiver room. 
That and, feels like 10 years ago, by the uh, way. Yeah, it does. Because, because I mean, even since then, he left and went to, uh, you know, finally went back to New Orleans and everyone was excited about seeing with the Saints. And then, you know, tears his Achilles and, and he's like, I mean, 30 years old. And it's like, how could he possibly make it back? And anybody who follows him on Twitter has been seeing him working out. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think you and I watched the workout videos and he just looked... Like he didn't have it. He Slow. had no juice. He just looked like he, yeah. he, he was laboring to get in and out of his brakes in a way that mm-hmm. he used to spring, right? Like he used to just explode yeah. out, of, out of brakes. And now, and now, uh, you know, he's he's worked his way all the way back to uh, uh, the NFL team, a good NFL team, not even just like uh, you know, like sure. a, a shot. I mean, he's 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 getting playing time, so we'll likely see. Well, him he in the started game. for the Ravens last yeah. week. Yeah, he started last week. I, I would I would be shocked if he doesn't play in this oh, game. Yeah. I, they're going to get him. They're going to have him active this week. Oh, I mean, I mean, even I mean, knowing does Bryant, even if he wasn't active, he would sneak onto the field with all, with his jersey <laughs> on and get on that field. You're not keeping him off that field, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's look, love or hate him, love or hate what happened with 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 the Cowboys. It's an incredible story, and it's frankly one of the only times that I'm interested to see like an, an interaction. I, I mean, I guess with COVID restrictions, they, they don't get that as much, but uh, just to see him and, and CD interact maybe before the game would be a really cool special thing. Just because there is kind of a passing of the torch, and Dez has already mm-hmm. been so cool about the the '88 thing thing as, as well. So I, yeah, it's, it's a for me, it's a good story all around. Yeah, we love Des. We're, yeah. we're huge Des fans, and we want to see him succeed. And it's great that he's back in the NFL. I'm really hoping that the Ravens make the playoffs this year, and we get to see him uh, maybe get rid of some of those playoff demons that we've seen in the past. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about the the Ravens' offense because, strangely enough, Landon, I for some reason feel a little confident that the Cowboys are going to have some success here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because Baltimore, even before all this COVID stuff, you know, struck. This was a team that was really struggling to pass the ball. Lamar Jackson just did not look as crisp in the passing game as he looked last year. I don't know if it's because of a lack of weapons. They have had a ton of injuries off in their offensive line, and they're not going to be getting a lot of these guys back. Um, He just doesn't feel as comfortable. So the rushing attack is still really dynamic, but if you only have to worry about that, I think you can slow down this offense some. Am Am I too optimistic about the Cowboys' chances in this game? Well, I don't think you're too optimistic about the Cowboys' chances on that side of the ball, you know, because I, I tend to agree that I think, and it's, I, you know, I don't think it's so much Lamar Jackson as much as a confluence of, of things that have happened. You know, this was a team that, you know, he was, in, he was the league MVP last year and mm-hmm. he deserved it. And, um, and I think that, you know, it, that was a completely different looking offense than what you, you were seeing this year. You know, that was a lot of, of 13 personnel and they were able to use those uh, three tight ends in such a, a way that was, uh, uh, you know, very beneficial to Lamar Jackson. It gave him um, a lot of opportunity because, you know, a lot of his best throws and best passing situations were coming through uh, the tight end and, or, or, you know, uh, slot receivers or, or running backs in the middle of the field. Stuff I mean, in the, yeah, I was going to say tough in the middle of the field. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and I think when, when teams figured out you know, they, they had to force Lamar Jackson outside the numbers. I mean, I think, yes, he's that is probably the area of passing where he struggles the most. I, I don't think he's mm. unique in that uh, in the NFL. I, I think the issue has been that the wide receiver position for him at, at Baltimore has not been what it needed to be. Uh, and I think Hollywood Brown has uh, had kind of a sophomore slump in some ways. Uh, Willie Sneed, who uh, we mentioned may not even be playing this year, no. um, is I mean this year this game uh, is been fine 
but not. I mean, you know, he's he's not he, exactly. He's Willie Steve. We we know what he is, right? Yeah, exactly. He's. I mean, he's just. But he's just. But that's exactly it. That's all. And uh, that it. And without you know the kind of dynamism for for Hollywood Brown to to kind of counterplay that, or uh, a guy like Devin Duvernay to really start showing up and be a dynamic slot player. Uh, yeah. it, it's not enough to draw enough attention away. Uh, uh, from the middle of the field, and, and and it's forcing him to try to get the ball to these guys, and like uh, you know, often they're in bad mismatches, and and now you're talking about they have offensive line issues, they've lost Ronnie Stanley, and they've you know they've had problems, uh, you know, keeping Two starting centers, yeah, keeping Jackson uh, clean, and you know it helps that Jackson is a dynamic athlete and can run around. I mean, he, you know, he has uh, something, he's 500 plus yards rushing already, uh, and and I I think that helps, but I, I don't think you know that's sustainable uh, you know drive in and drive out and i think that they've struggled a lot more this year than they had especially certainly last year at being efficient and 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 and, and trying to you know, continually keep the ball and move the ball uh, uh you know up and down the field without without you know big play so i agree i think that you know the cowboys even in the state that they're in and thank goodness you know that they're playing a team like baltimore this week uh, that they don't have. I mean, I think the, the biggest weakness they have is at cornerback position. So the fact that they're not going to be super challenged this week in that area is probably the best thing you could hear for the Dallas defense. Sure. Now, sure. I, I think the other spot that they really struggle is the defensive tackle position. But I think that you know maybe if you have faith, or at least you're willing to take a gamble. Maybe you can do some bare fronts. Maybe you can do some. I think stuff. that's what we're gonna see. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just stack the line a little bit more and just realize, hey, we we gotta stop this running game. And if we could stop this running game and force uh, Lamar Jackson to have a chance, I mean, again, normally that wouldn't be uh, the kind of thing the Cowboys would like, but but maybe it, it's the kind of a, a, a mismatch or or at least you know equal match between the between right. the wide receivers and the Cowboys uh, cornerbacks. That they're not used to having. I mean, I think they're used to, to being pretty overmatched week to week. One of the things that made this Baltimore offense so difficult to defend last season was they just created chunk play and yeah. explosive play one after another. They were by far the best team in the league in terms of explosive plays. And this season, we're just not seeing it. Uh, they can still run the ball. They're, they're fine in that part of the game. They can occasionally convert third downs in the passing attack, but they're no longer this really dangerous, high-flying offense. It's more of a ball-control style of offense. And I think if they want to try to play that game against Dallas – that's fine. It's it just you have to be so precise to do that at a high level, and I think this is going to give the Cowboys a chance. I, I'm not, I'm not super optimistic that they're going to hold them under 17 points or anything like that. But could this be a game where Baltimore has 20 points going into the fourth quarter, like we saw, you know, last week against Washington? I think that's possible. Yeah, um, I was yeah, go just going to say. I mean, I think you know, without without Hayden Hurst, you know, they trade I traded him away if I remember correctly. They did to Atlanta. Uh, yep. And Nick Boyle, I think, just recently got injured. You, you look at what's happened, you know, in the tight end position, and I think it's it's they've struggled to continue to marry the RPO game to to yes. you know the, 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 they've not just in the RPO game but they've continued to struggle to marry the pass and run game and so when it becomes a game of just drop back passing and Lamar Jackson throwing outside the numbers you're you're not playing to his strengths you're certainly playing against the Ravens strengths in general because of the wide receiver position uh, and I think without that ability to kind of with play action and RPO to 
scheme guys open. Uh, that's why they've lost their chunk plays. And without the chunk Absolutely. plays, they, they, they don't have a way to efficiently continue to move the ball up and down the field. And uh, they, they've been getting kicked off the field a lot more than they have, have been previously. Uh, I, I want to talk about really quickly, just one defensive guy that we're looking forward to see in this game. I'll give you mine. I, I'm really interested to see how Donovan Wilson plays in this ah. game because this, uh, well, I know this is your guy here, but yeah. this is the type of game where he really should thrive, right? Yeah. A guy that can come down in the box, needs to be able to make tackles at that second level, you know, make five yard runs, you know, for four yard gains. Don't allow those, you know, those runs to go for 13, 14, 20 yards. All of a sudden, like Baltimore can do uh, and like Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins can do. But it does feel like this is the type of game where Donovan Wilson can be a little bit of an enforcer, can come down in the box and really wreak havoc. Uh, Which guy are you looking forward to watching on the defensive side of the things for Dallas? Well, I was going to say Randy Gregory. I mean, I think, you know, coming off a two two sack game, uh, really, really starting to come into his own. And I think, you know, much like Donovan Wilson, uh, a longer armed guy with a larger tackle radius, I think is really going to be helpful this week. Uh, an athletic guy who can, uh, uh, that it's hard to escape from when he gets close to you, because that's what I think Lamar Jackson does better than almost any ball carrier in the league. Uh, and so I think you have to find a way to close in on him and corral him and actually get him to the ground mm-hmm. because if you don't, he has uh, you know, an innate ability to escape. And when he escapes, it's it's not just like Barry Sanders where he's gone and he can run. He can also throw the football, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and and so like it's you've got to find a way when you get close to bring him down to to you know to and, and it's again it's a lot of that mush pocket stuff. But I I think even for a guy like Randy Gregory who. You know, likes to get, uh, likes to do a lot of speed outside, likes to get bendy, and then likes to give you an inside rush. I think this week he has uh, another uh, uh, way, avenue to kind of use his natural skill set, and that is to kind of break down when he's near Lamar Jackson and make sure that he doesn't escape from you. Because I think that that's really where a, a lot of teams have struggled when they think that they've got they've got LJ, uh, but but they don't got LJ. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really fun all-22 matchup to study because uh, the Ravens have actually moved Orlando Brown from right tackle to left tackle after the Ronnie Stanley injury. So Randy Gregory against Orlando Brown, who probably has... 100 pounds on him i mean i'm oh, not i'm please. not i'm not joking like a 100 pound difference between uh, would, that left tackle yeah i would say at least i mean i think it's it's got to be more than that man i mean it's i don't know what i mean randy's got Brown's a, a big bit, guy <laughs> Randy, randy's been bulked up a little bit but but i mean Orlando brown is a yeah, monster for, yeah for the you football nerds out there that's the matchup that we're going to be watching because that's going to be a lot of fun Absolutely. uh all right, Landon, let's go ahead and do our predictions. My favorite time of the week. Who do you have winning this game and why? You know, it's it's hard not to – I mean, it's about – it's the quarterback's game. And Lamar Jackson having a bad season by his standards, or at least compared to last year, he's still the league MVP. Uh, I, I'm taking Baltimore. It's. I mean, I just think that this – like I've mentioned – they have a, a defense that uh, is looking to bounce back and has the talent to bounce back uh, and is going against an opponent that is, you know, the, a, a bounce back type team to play. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, like I said, I feel a little bit more confident in the Cowboys ability to maybe get 
uh, uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens offense off the field a couple times in some key uh, spots, but uh, not enough to, to, to you know, sustain a, a, a victory. So I, I'm going to pick the, the Ravens to win, um, let's say, 28-14. All right, so... I, I'm struggling with this game a little bit because the Ravens really haven't played good football in a no. while. They've lost four of their last five games. It's been a really crazy two, three weeks for them with the COVID stuff. I don't know how much practice time a lot of these guys are going to get. Fair. Even a guy like Lamar Jackson, like I think he's going to be eligible to play this game. Will he be able to practice? Probably not. And that means he hasn't practiced since the... Wednesday before the week of Thanksgiving. So you're looking at like almost three weeks of not being able to practice. I've got a feeling this game is going to be closer than what people expect. So I'm looking at another game like we saw against Washington last week, where maybe it's a three-point game going into the fourth quarter, and that's where Baltimore starts to pull away. But don't be surprised at all with the Cowboys with their little bit of extra rest here. Again, they played on Thursday on Thanksgiving. We're now playing on Tuesday. So that's what? I'm not good at math, Lane. In like 12 days that they've had off to prepare, uh, Baltimore has six days to get ready for this game. I'm picking Baltimore. I'm going to pick a similar score. Let's go 27 to 17, but a game that's maybe a lot closer than what the score indicates. Any thoughts on the prediction before we head out? No, I mean, I I, I agree. I, I even think that there's a, a way the Cowboys could win this game. But, I mean, just because you're right, the Ravens haven't been playing up to expectations. They've got a lot of things going against them. Uh, but, you know, I certainly am not going to lay down money on it right now. <laughs> No, I, I'm not either. But uh, this should be a good game to to watch. We'll get to see a lot of guys in the defense, a lot of young guys, especially Randy Gregory, Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, so still, we're in the evaluation mode at the point this point in the season, uh, and this will be a good test for the Cowboys. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, as always, you can download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.